of Shepherding a Child's Heart, on to chapter 11, titled Embracing Biblical Methods, The Rod. Tripp argues for two main biblical methods in the book, communication and the rod. Uh, He spent three chapters developing various aspects of our communication with our children, and he now spends one chapter on the rod of correction. Uh, This is an aspect of the discipline and instruction of our children that the culture around us has all but forsaken, but we simply cannot follow the Lord in His ways and forsake the rod of correction. Now, I understand why many people want to. Uh, For one, there are those who have been abused. There are many who have not uh, used this in a loving manner and in a careful, uh, disciplined, measured, patient, kind manner, but have abused children with spanking. Uh, there are some who are just so immersed in the, the modern popular mindset, really kind of beginning in the 60s and 70s in the world of psychology, but it's been popularized and we don't even realize what we've inherited, but um, we just you know, think of this as foreign, uh, some of us, and some really believe it's just pure wickedness. It's just wrong. So we have to return to the scriptures to get our bearings. Follow as I read from Proverbs 23, verses 13 through 19. And remember, as we read, this is indeed the word of God. Proverbs 23, 13 and following. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. My inmost being will exult when your lips speak what is right. Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Amen. So, uh, the biblical testimony is clear that spanking our children is the way that we have to go. And don't think that that is just a necessary evil. It is a positive good. You know, maybe if we just read verse 13 in that passage, you could be left thinking, well, maybe this is just a necessary evil. If you strike the child, he will not die. But verse 14 removes that option. If you strike the child with the rod, you will save their soul, is what it says. The rod of correction is a positive good, a grace to the child, rescuing them from their sin and bringing them back to God. But we really have to back up a minute because um, the difference in opinion on spanking really has its roots in what we believe about the nature of the child and what the child needs in order to flourish. We are immersed in a culture, as I said a minute ago, that has been um, informed and deeply influenced by the worldview of psychology. I'm not saying that all things psychology are bad. I don't believe that. But there is a worldview that goes with it that competes with the biblical worldview in many ways, and we need to be aware of that. Um, What does psychology teach about human nature? Well, that we are basically good. Or, 
morally neutral at worst. And we just need some positive shaping with the right information to be on our way to flourishing. What does the Bible say? All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has turned to his own way. Isaiah 53. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3. In sin did my mother conceive me. So it starts early. Uh, We come out sinning. Psalm 51. The heart is deceitful above all else, desperately sick. Who can understand? Jeremiah 17. The child's problem is not a lack of information. The child's problem is that he or she is a sinner. Listen to Proverbs 22.15. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Our children do not start out good. They don't start out even morally neutral. They start out foolish and wicked in their sin. And God has instituted a means of grace to drive that folly from them. We call it spanking. Uh, We're going to spend some more time in chapter 15 thinking about how to go about spanking in a distinctly Christian manner. But for now, it just needs to be established that it's good, that it's right that it's true, that it's the way that we need to go. So what does the rod do for a child? I'm going to talk about the rod and spanking, same thing. Uh, Proverbs 29, 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom. So the child starts out foolish, but God has ordained a means to bring wisdom, the rod coupled with reproof and correction. What does it mean that a child starts out foolish? Uh, You know, folly is connected with no fear of God in the Proverbs. So a fool is one who does not fear God. That's the first thing. It means that they want to be their own God. They want to be the center of the universe. This is the way everyone starts out their life. We think we know best and we matter the most and we want to be the center of the universe. What is most important to every young child is what they want. On page 102, Tripp says the most common phrases in the vocabulary of a three-year-old are, I want and I don't want. (laughs) The fool lives out of the immediacy of his lusts, his cravings, expectations, hopes, and fears. They are fools when they are little. And if that rubs you the wrong way, we're, I'm just trying to say it as the Bible says it. And uh, we, we probably don't think, you know, they're cute fools. <laughs> Our children have hearts of folly and we have been assigned to impart wisdom. That does not happen overnight. It happens over the long haul. We'll talk about that more. But you cannot do that without the rod of correction. All right, so what is the rod exactly? Tripp gives a good definition at the bottom of 104 in the book. He says, The rod is a parent in faith toward God and faithfulness toward his or her children, undertaking the responsibility of careful, timely, measured, and controlled use of physical punishment to underscore the importance of obeying God, rescuing the child from continuing in his foolishness until death. So let's break that down Um, under the headings that Tripp uses in the chapter. I haven't just been outlining the chapters normally. I've kind of, but this one was 
good enough. I'm just kind of going by the, the uh, whatchamacallits, the headings. He says, administering the rod of correction is a parental exercise. Uh, you know, it's not like we all have free range to spank each other's kids. And um, I do think the parent has the right to entrust that responsibility to someone else. Like if, you know, the kids are going to grandma's for a week, not that grandma would do it. But um, if my kids don't get spanked for a week, they will start a new terrorist organization. <laughs> and... Uh, Levi said it last night. So this is proof that he's gaining some measure of wisdom. Uh, One of the grandparents was asking him sort of jokingly, like, if he ever has hard days. And they were insinuating, how could he ever have a hard day? He's got a great life. You know, not much responsibility. He eats lots of good food. He has lots of playtime. He has a pretty full life. Lots of love. But he responded something like, yeah, right, I pretty much have hard days every day. I mean, that's... uh, And what he meant was, because that's the way we... You know, at the end of the day, how was your day? It was a hard day or something like that. Um, What he means is he has a hard time obeying. And he knows it. And he returns to his sin every day. Uh, There's even, and you've probably heard this in your own kids, there's this exasperation. They get so... They don't understand why they continue to do the things they don't want to do and then like want to do them but they don't want to do them uh it's it's romans 7 it's the fact that sin is inside of us and even for the ones that are truly christian they're going to go through that the rest of their lives that sound familiar you do the things you don't want to do you don't do what you want to do i mean that's the christian deals with that and so um there's folly in their heart but by God's grace, by the administration of the, the means of grace that he has given, that folly is driven from them. Spanking is for parents. Spanking is also an act of faith. We don't spank, spank our children because we perfectly understand how it works. Uh, we spank our children because we're believing God and we're obeying God, right? He has revealed it very clearly in his word, and that is enough. But we also believe that His ways are good. His ways are fruitful. And to turn away from His ways bears bitter fruit. So no matter what the world around us says, we follow the Lord. It is an act of faith. It's also an act of faithfulness. Faithfulness to God and faithfulness to the child. We have a responsibility to God, from God, and a responsibility to our children. On page 106, Tripp says, The rod is a responsibility. It's not the parent determining to punish. It's the parent determining to obey. And that's a big point that we have to get. This is not about me and them. It's about me and God. It's about His assignment to me. And it's about me following Him in the ways that He has set out for me. I may not understand how they work, but I'm going to believe Him at His word because He's trustworthy and true. To neglect the duty of the rod of correction is to be unfaithful to God and unfaithful to our children. Proverbs 13.24 says it even more strongly than that. Whoever spares the rod hates his son or daughter, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. No parent in their right mind would ever say that they hate their child. Now, maybe give it some time and you never know what happens, but like at this stage in the game, no parent in here is going to say that. But a neglect 
of the ministry of the rod is functional hatred toward the child. It is leaving them to their own folly. Now, um, while spanking is not about setting out to punish our children, it obviously involves some measure of physical punishment. Careful, timely, measured, consistent physical punishment. That said... um, we do need to say again that while it does involve some measure of physical punishment, it's not about punishing our children. Disciplined use of the rod of correction is about rescuing our children. That's what Proverbs 23 says. Tripp says the rod is a rescue mission. I think that's great. It's easy to remember. Rescuing the child from his folly, rescuing the child from continuing to turn her own way away from God. So, are there any thoughts or questions at this point? Okay. Anyone? Sorry, I wasn't looking. Um, Let's talk about distortions of the rod. That was a great section in the chapter. One that we've talked about a bit. I mentioned it even earlier today, but it needs to be mentioned in this context. We do not need to make our discipline primarily about us and them. The reason for their discipline is it is because they've disobeyed us, but what is wrong with disobeying us? It's disobedience to God. God has instructed our children to obey us. That's why it matters when they disobey us, because they're disobeying God. So we have to connect for them at whatever age that the bigger issue is about their hostility and rebellion against God. Disobedience to parents is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Because God said it is. Um, More distortions of the rod. One is an unbridled temper. Our responsibility to spank our children does not give us the right to take out our anger on our children. I'm hopefully going to say that a lot in the next few minutes. Um, In fact, if we have a temper at their disobedience, we need to check our own hearts because this is not about us and them. We're doing ministry between them and God. We've been commissioned for Him to go to them and bring them to Him. He's not unbridled in His temper towards them. And so our goal, which we fail at, and God is faithful to forgive us, confess your sins to God, He's faithful to forgive you every time. Um, But we do want to imitate Him in His character in the way that we discipline. So, we really have to, when we start to get our bearings in the Bible, we see this really is a positive good. This is a grace. This is about rescuing them from folly. This is about teaching them wisdom. It's a positive good. Are we acting like it? Do we, do we administer it like it's a positive good or like it's punitive correction and we're out to get them? Um, we cannot, and I, in saying this, I have been guilty of this, as have probably most of you if you're attempting to go this way, um, but we can't spank our children in the midst of throwing our own little temper tantrum. If what they have done has made us angry, it's best to wait a minute. It's best to tell them to go to their room, 
and you'll be there in a minute. Or wherever you are, just don't do it then. It's not going to be good. We don't have a right to an unbridled temper. Uh, And we have not been given the right to hit our children whenever we wish. That's not what this is about. The abuse of physical discipline will surely um, harden the child and will lead to distance. But that is hypocrisy because the whole purpose of discipline is restoration. It's restoration in the relationship with God. It's restoration in the relationship with the parent, which is why it's so important coupling this with the communication, with the prayer, with the loving instruction, with the gospel. You know, every time it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to teach them about their sin, but to teach them about the sufficiency of Christ and to bring them back to God because it's all been taken care of. We know when we get short and when it, when it happens ugly, it becomes about us and them and it becomes about managing behavior and, you know, I get it. Um, all right, what are some of the other distortions of the rod? Anything you can think of? Those are kind of the big ones. Another one is similar, but venting frustration. Um, you know, parenting is hard, and frustration sometimes builds like over a period of time. And it may not just be about parenting, just about other things, uh, about work or about marriage or whatever you're frustrated about. Um, but we can't let that pent-up frustration just come out of our kids, you know. <laughs> It's been pent up for weeks, and here, here it comes, the tsunami, and uh, they're going to be the recipients of it. Um, again, if you're frustrated, if we get frustrated, that's between us and God, not between us and them. And it is hard, but that's, I mean, we go back to what we talked about in Ephesians 6. God will always give us more than we can handle. Don't ever believe anybody that tells you that he'll never give you more than you can handle. That's not true. He will always give you more than you can handle. He will never give you more than you can handle in His strength by His grace. Uh, But how do you lay hold of that strength and that grace? Constant dependence on Him. You're going to come to the end of your own strength day after day after day after day. You're going to be humbled day after day after day after day. You're going to find out more about your own sin day after day after day after day. So that we have to come in our own repentance Believing the gospel, receiving his grace, receiving his strength when we don't have any more to give. We can't vent our frustration on our kids. And uh, retribution is another one that Tripp mentions, making our kids pay for what they have done. The purpose is not to make them pay. The purpose is for us to let them know what they've done wrong, what the standard is and uh, what they've done wrong, but then to connect that to the great gospel reality that it's already been paid for. We don't have to make them pay because it's already paid for. Jesus paid for it. And so over and over again, we're just trying to instruct them in the gospel, what they've done wrong, what Christ has done to bring them back to God. Um, And among other things, I think this is one of the best ways to protect ourselves in our application of spanking if we go with the gospel if if when we say go to your room and we only have two and a half seconds but the thing that we're rehearsing is gospel 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 
This is what we're going for. This is an opportunity. This is a gift that I'm going to be thankful for. God has given an opportunity to break my child to some degree so that I can have a captive audience to instruct them in their sin, in the gospel, in the ways of God. That is really a gift. I mean, you think about some of your unchurched friends or and you think about opportunities. If I could just have an opportunity to sit down with them and just flesh it all out. We have lots of opportunities with our kids every time they disobey. You know? So um, if we think gospel as we're going in there, it's going to protect us from acting out in the flesh. I'm here on a mission to do ministry. And uh, it will guard us from anger, acting out in our anger and frustration. You're not going to be able to do anything about the fact that you're angry and frustrated, right? I mean, it's just there. Be angry, do not sin. I mean, and there's probably some sin already in there, but don't follow that up with some more sin. It's just, it's just the way it is. But if you do spank them in anger and frustration, which you will, you shouldn't, I shouldn't, I will, you will. One of the best ways for them to understand the gospel is to see us understanding the gospel. We'll confess our sin. It doesn't matter at that point what they did wrong. It's not, hey, Johnny, you know, what you really did, it really made mommy... No, no, no. Regardless of what you did, I have acted in sin. Will you forgive me? And, and they will. But then you can take them and pray and confess your sin and rehearse the gospel. And all of a sudden, they're seeing you live out what you're preaching to them day after day after day after day. So our sin, again, is an opportunity for their growth um, in the gospel. All right, what are some common objections to spanking our children? Whether they're objections that you have or, or that you hear from others, uh, what are some objections? Time out is more effective. Anything else? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> it depends on the child. I mean, some like some of my children respond better to time out than they do spanking. Mm-hmm. And in the situation, I don't think you need to spank every time. Right. No, I I agree that you don't need to spank every time. Um, you know, I do think, though, we have to think about. We just have to square this with the proverbs, you know, and just if it's hating the child to spare the rod, um, then there's part of the part of the goodness of spanking is them connecting the pain with their disobedience. So now, some children aren't going to require much pain. Some children are going to have a leather rear end. You know, it's just... But all we're trying to do is get attention. So really, I can understand what you're saying. Like there is a... The way... What we want is a captive audience. What we want is to have that opportunity for discipline and instruction. I don't have one yet. We'll wait to see with Sarah, you know, but uh, that that you can just kind of have that. Um, but that's good. What about, uh, I'm afraid I will hurt them? I mean, that, um, I don't know the way it happens in your house, but for Tiffany and I, I think that's maybe more her bent of, you know, they're little and 
and I'm more like, they're tough, and God gave them big rear ends for a reason. Um, but, you know, it is true that you will hurt them. That's the purpose. Now, it's not the whole purpose, but it's one of the, the purposes. You will hurt them momentarily, but in the long run, you will hurt them much more if you don't spank them. Um, and that's, again, we're believing this by faith because that's what God's Word says. Or, I'm afraid it will make them rebellious and angry. You know, there's one. Um, actually, though, the guarantee, biblically, is that if you don't use the rod of correction, you're leaving them to the folly that's bound up in their heart, and that's where rebellion comes from. So, it, it works the other way. And in regard to anger, they will sometimes be angry momentarily, right? I mean, it can be confusing for the child, and why in the world, and what is this, and... Um, but it will bear good fruit in the end. What else? Any other common objections? Isn't it better to use, like, a, like you're saying, a rod, like a, a spoon of some festival instead of a hand? I feel yeah. like, you know, when you're in the car or you're out, or you don't always have a spanking spoon. You should have one in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, just go buy a 12-pack. <laughs> she carried a stick in her purse, which was always at hand. Yeah. Uh, it is, I've heard, and this makes a lot of sense to me, and it does talk about with the rod. Um, I've always heard, and I don't do this perfectly, but it always convicts me when I think about it, that, you know, use a spoon or something like that because it, there's a distance between... Your hands are for loving and embracing. Right. Yeah. And in fact, any time you discipline, there ought to be a restoration, a, a loving embrace. I, I think a prayer. You know, again, it's not, it's not always that uh, extensive. Sometimes it's more on the go, and you've got seven things that have happened before there's an opportunity for a conversation and a prayer. Um, that's Okay. But I mean, I think bring it back around and connect it at some point. Sometimes, sometimes you are managing behavior a little bit, and that's not all bad. Sometimes you're just, hey, we're in the store, you do that again, no telling what could happen, and we got to get over here, so come with me. Um, but at some point, we need to connect that, their disobedience to the problem and the, and the solution. Um, some... One thing he mentioned is, I'm afraid I'm teaching them to hit. Uh, I would say you are teaching them to hit if you're doing it in anger. Um, because that's what we're doing if we're doing it flippantly. We're hitting children. Um, but actually, if we're doing it lovingly and patiently, we're teaching them how to follow the Lord because that's what he's instructed us to do. Um Another one, and he went into this one a lot, it doesn't work. And I would just say that it doesn't work when we do it poorly. How do we do it poorly? Uh, we can't say it enough. The primary way I think we pervert spanking is doing it out of anger. Our children will resist being bullied. They will protect themselves emotionally. Um, and good for them. You know, we can't discipline them in the midst of our anger. Another way we do it poorly is inconsistency. 
Um, to discipline them faithfully takes discipline on our end. It's hard. <laughs> it's time-consuming. It's exhausting. But we have to be consistent or a couple things happen. One, uh, our children will not think what they're doing is that big a deal. It's only a big deal sometimes, you know. And maybe they'll just roll the dice and see, see how it goes. Or two, they will be exasperated because they never know when it's coming. It's like, I do that sometimes and you don't even care. And then I do that other times, it's like you're trying to make up for it. You know, um, so consistency is huge. Just that they would have an expectation, you know, that kind of look in their eyes when they do that thing that they know they shouldn't do and they know what comes. I mean, um, that's we're going to be inconsistent. That's one of the uh, ways that we can seek growth and, and change, but it's very important. And another way um, that it, one of the reasons it doesn't work is just we fail to persevere. It's a long haul. It's a long task. This is you're in process somewhere at the beginning or the middle of the road on this journey. It's not an overnight application. The fruit will come in season, uh, maybe a long time from now. You may just be tilling soil right now. You haven't even put seed in yet. You know, I mean, it's just, and it's like, why aren't there crops? Where's the fruit? It's not time for fruit. You're tilling soil. You know, um, not even supposed to have a tree yet. Just tilling soil. So I think it's just, it's helpful. I mean, 18 is kind of a number you have in mind. Obviously, the the nature of discipline changes in the different seasons. We're going to talk about that throughout the rest of the book. Um, But we do have to have a mindset for the long haul. It's, uh, It's a long, arduous process. It's a good process. And I think we have to remember that over and over again. It's good. This is really good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't seem good. It really is good. It's a gift. It's a grace. But it's long. And we have to persevere. So don't give in. Don't grow exasperated by the lack of fruit. We discipline by faith, not by sight, because we believe God's ways are fruitful. And the fruit will come in season. Um, another way, and he, I think he mentioned this, but another way that we take away from the effectiveness is that... Um, or when it doesn't work when we do a little love tap. You know, sometimes the kids can't tell the difference between kind of patting them to get in the game and and giving them discipline. Um, and if here's a hint, if they ever say something like, "Is that all?" Uh, you're, you know, it's probably not going as well as you think. And um, you know, if you're the one they're always asking for for discipline, you, they might be helping you locate a weakness in in the team. If you strike them with the rod, they will not die. Um, it's just good wisdom that we need to remember. Now, I, we can't speak against abuse enough, and yet we do have to believe that the ways of God are good. Another fear in our day, which is relatively new, what if I'm arrested? Uh, you know, it's not illegal to spank. I looked it up just to make sure. I was like, I, it might actually be now, but... Um, but it is illegal and, and should be illegal to abuse children. There is a big difference in the loving, faithful discipline of a child and an abuse of a child. Now, there's not sometimes those lines get blurred in our application of discipline, and we need to repent. Um, and we need to repent every time. And we need to plead for grace from God and from them. Um, you know, maybe there will be a day when it's 
illegal, but we're not there yet. So, all right. Um, let's close with this. What is the fruit of the rod? To name a few, we've mentioned the child will learn wisdom, starts with folly, growing in wisdom. Uh, the rod is a grace to that end. The child will learn submission to authority. And not just you will submit to me, but they will learn submission to authority by watching you submit to God as you obey Him in disciplining them. Uh, other fruits are peace and righteousness. Hebrews 12.11 All discipline seems painful rather than pleasant for the moment. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now, that's talking about primarily our relationship with God. He disciplines us. It doesn't seem good, but it is good and later yields peaceful fruit. Um, But it applies to our children too because, again, we are agents of His ministry of discipline to them. He is disciplining them. And He's assigned us to carry out the task. And finally, disciplining our children establishes them in the paths of life. All sin is is seeking to run headlong into the path of destruction over and over and over again. We're stopping them over and over and over again and turning them this way. We're dependent on God to establish them there, but this is the means that He has given Uh, The rod of correction is a huge help. It is a grace in that direction, over and over again showing them their sin, over and over again teaching them the ways of God, over and over again teaching them the gospel of Jesus Christ, calling them to repentance, calling them to believe the gospel and walk in God's ways. It's hard work, but it's worth it for the glory of God and the good of our children. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your grace and mercy to us. For uh, when we think about these things, we are all faced in some measure or another, whether with overcompensation and anger and, uh, or passivity and whatever, whatever our weakness, Lord, we're all exposed and we thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We do not want to do this poorly. We uh, want to walk in the paths of life and minister your grace to our children in the ways that you've assigned. So please give us wisdom and understanding, Lord. Please bring conviction where it is needed and bring repentance and grace that we would walk in your ways. And Lord, for our children, give them grace, um, sometimes to bear with us in love, but Lord, also that they would understand grow in wisdom that you are God, there is no other, that you love them, that you are committed to them. And because you are, you have given them parents to discipline and instruct them in the ways of the Lord. Uh, Lord, will you help us to do well? We need you every hour of the day. And uh, please give us strength for endurance and patience with great joy in the process. For your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.